And welcome to yet another episode of Historical and Mysterious. I am Ian. And I am Jay. And we are back. We After uh, a hiatus. A little a little hiatus. We skipped a week. Yes. We skipped a week. It feels like two weeks because, you know, it was... Yeah. Just, yeah. It feels <laughs> like two weeks. such. Uh, but how have you been these last two weeks, even though we live together? Uh, really? <laughs> well, the reason we haven't... Rec- we, we skipped last week, and the reason it feels like we don't know each other anymore is because... <laughs> Uh, I started since I've started my new job at Paradise Creek. Um, it's a it's a lunch dinner place. Yes, like lunch up. as in late afternoon and dinner as in late know, late dinner, like not I mean twelve o'clock dinner. N- not twelve o'clock dinner, so but lunch. but there but the brewery does have a tap house and you know if people are still there. The, you know we stay. You open gotta still and, serve them drinks. Yeah. Anyway, um, but you still work at the breakfast place that you've always worked at. Yes. So you got a morning schedule. I got a night schedule. So it's you know that meme on Facebook that is like an image of two people being literally torn apart, and the caption is like, "Oh, when you want to, when you know your best friends, but you can't hang out because your schedules are different." Oh my god! It's yes. it's literally that meme. That exact thing. It's like shifts passing us. in the night. Like I'll get home like, and I'm like, "Oh hey, what's no. up?" And then you're like, "I gotta go." And I'm like, "No, hey, bye." Story time. Last night we were going to record. We were gonna yeah. do this right now. What we're doing? Yeah. Last night. And, but we only had like that small window because you had to go to bed early, exactly. which I didn't because you work at a fucking exactly night place. And so, but so we ended up catching up because we haven't seen each other in what three days? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's really, a lot. Absolutely, when you live together and you were used to seeing you know? them every day, yeah, and chatting with them. And so when it's been like two, three days, you're like, "Hey, motherfucker, how have how you been? Has it been?" And we were gonna record the stuff out and everything, and we just got wrapped in the conversation. And all of a sudden, next thing we knew, it was like an hour. It was by, like eight fifty, like, oh, and you got to go to bed at nine. I gotta and, go. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good catch up session, though. Yeah, it was a good catch up <laughs> session. I almost wish it was on. Well, not all of it. Was not all of it, but some of it was funny. <laughs> some of it was. Funny. And you worked today. I, I worked didn't. today on Easter. Easter and also April Fools. And I work at the the Jesus place. I mean, I work at a place, you know, religious place where you know there's Bible it's a restaurant. So is it religious? But there's a bunch of restaurants that are closed down that are <laughs> like because aren't religious, Easter, yeah. and we're the religious restaurant. No, I, and we were open. How does that make sense? Exactly. <laughs> you had to open. You had to be there early. Oh, you were there I all day because it was so busy. And yet my restaurant was closed. I walked in and you're like, oh, I had the day off. And he reminded me about three times. And I'm like, I'm going to strangle him. We're not going to do the podcast. Well, I mean, I got to to sleep in. I got to rewatch some drunk histories that made me laugh my ass off. It was a good, it was a good time. Good day. It was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just screaming internally. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yourself, Ian. (laughs) Fuck you and your drunk history. But, uh, so what has been new with you other than the stuff you've told me? Uh, what has been new with me? Well, uh... Well, just to also get this out of the way, this is going to be a slightly shorter episode. Yes, shorter uh, episode. Because my history, uh, it's its not Wait, like I skipped You mean your his, mystery, right? My mystery, sorry. Thank yeah. God, because yeah, like, no, we I'm, both just did history. <laughs> no, I am mysteries, thank you. Uh, it's the same one that I was going to do the last week, and then nothing, so nothing got skipped or whatever. Yeah, know? exactly. Obviously. So, but there, it is a little shorter, not just because, you know, we were, you know, I can't say we were limited on time for research, we had a whole extra week, but... Um, but we've been busy, man. Yeah, and also, my, you'll, you'll find out, my particular topic, it's it's doesn't have Bare too bones. much information. On same, it. same with mine. Anyway, but 
other than that, with my topic and with my new job, things have been going pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been, since my sleep schedule has been all fucked up since transitioning to this new job and stuff. Because, like, I'll get home sometimes anywhere from 9.30 to 11.30 to midnight, and I, I'm i not the kind of person that can just come home and then go to bed. Like, I need an hour or two to exactly. kind of, like, wind down. Oh, I'm the same way. Get a bite, watch some TV, do some, listen to music, well, do get, something. Get a wind bite. Down. Get a bite. Oh, I said get a bite. Like, oh, get a bite. Get, get a bisexual. Um, <laughs> just grab one from the streets. Yeah, just just pluck them right <laughs> out of the... No, or her. Equal rights. Well, not, not really her. I mean, I'll take it to dinner. But, <laughs> but if it's a him. You'll catch up with her, see what's up in her personal life, but that's it. Yeah, not but, no, but like it. I said, if it's a him, it's a hey. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, yeah, I just I can't just put my head on the pillow and then just pass out. I'm not like that. Fucking I need amateur. an hour or two. I can't do it. I'm not I like can. you. you I can do yeah, it you can sleep shit. in the middle of the goddamn day as long and as you don't even need it to be dark. No, I just need a bed and covers. You just need the ability to close your eyes, really. Yeah. You could be standing, I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like I've tried it. I, I have think, confidence I in I think you, I Jay. fell asleep in the shower a little bit, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I believe in you. I think you can do it. <laughs> Oh, I totally can. It's a superpower, man. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, I get like four or five hours of sleep, and I'm like, oh, God, not too much, because then I'd be groggy. God, and if I get that, I'm groggy as fuck, and I'm angry, and I'm, I need like eight or nine. And that's how different we are. Yeah. I See, I can't ever get over six. And that's fucking weird. I would see a doctor for that. I'm sorry. But it, but here's the thing. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, though, is that I get that amount of sleep, and yeah, I'm tired, but it's, I guess, just normal tired if it's normal to be tired i feel like it is um but if i get more sleep than that even if it's good sleep i'm it's like it's too much sleep i'm groggy i'm not with it the whole day even though my body feels like more energized i'm more exhaust or more tired if that makes sense like my mind yeah your your body's ready to go but your mind is lethargic it's not having it Oh, that's interesting. I think that's a yeah. No, I don't. I don't get that at all. I just get sleep. That's what I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I I've, I since moving into the smaller apartment, I do sometimes get paranoid about the amount of noise I'm making, depending on what time of day it is. Honestly, I you can know. sleep. Yeah, no. Like you'll say, like, oh no. my god, I was so loud yesterday. I'm like, I honestly didn't. <laughs> no, but if it's like one o'clock in the morning, mm. you should be quiet anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. But if it's Preach. one o'clock in the afternoon and you're like, I'm trying to sleep, you're like, um I'm sorry. There's the sun is up. <laughs> and that means I am up. <laughs> I, I'm just going to work, that's all. No. Uh all right. So that was pretty much my week. How was your week? Anything that uh my you... folks visited. So that was nice. Your folks visited, that's yes. right. And they So were... how was that? You, you didn't tell me much detail about that. I mean it was really chill. Like, I mean they would have pick me up or like I'd go to sit at their hotel after after work or something and then they would go take me to dinner we'd grab a couple drinks catch up talk about the day and yeah it was nice. super chill like I'm so used to my parents like checking in on me making sure I'm like doing everything right do you and, usually like, do your parents usually drink with you since you turned 21 yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so uh, uh but it was so weird when I first like drank in front of them my mom was like oh my god my baby <laughs> and I was yeah, like surprise I feel mom. like that's every mom oh absolutely oh my god uh, Okay, sorry, but I remember I was a foreign exchange student when I was 16, uh, this is years ago, but I lived in Italy. I've told you this story. Yes, but or this I, I've told you about this, but I don't know if I've told you this story in specifically, and for the audience, of course. But uh, we were, my parents came to visit me when I was living in Italy 
uh, while I was studying there, and we took a train trip because I took some time off from the school I was going over there because they came to visit me and stuff. Yeah. It was only for a week, and I was there a whole year. So uh, we took a train trip to somewhere. I can't remember if it was uh, whatever fucking town it did, in the hills. I- Italy and in an Italian town in the hills. It was in Tuscany. Ah. And uh, under the Tuscan sun, if you will. Uh, oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Anyway. I mean, not really, but kind of. Anyway, uh, we went to... I forgot the whole fucking point of this story. Jay, gosh, Drinking. Your Jay. mom saw you drinking. Oh, yeah, saw me drinking. Thank you. Um, well, she didn't see... Well, she did. We were on the train. There was a dining car. And I decided I was going to get myself a Heineken. And because uh, my parents sent me to the dining car to get my mom and Diet Coke and my dad whatever or water or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember. And, uh, but my mom's thing is Diet Coke. That's her vice. So I'm, I, as many years ago as it was, she fucking got Diet Coke. I know that's what it was. And then I got myself a Heineken. I returned. And it's fucking legal there. They can't really do shit. Yep. And uh, they like kind of look at each other and just kind of smile and they're like whatever it's cool and be like I know it's cool that's why I did it <laughs> suck it mom it's legal no, no, no mom was cool dad was the one that was all like huh you know uh, mom was all like it's fine yeah right we he clearly has been doing this it's fine <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing I'm sure <laughs> oh god I love that when parents first find out if you drink or not oh, it's such a great rite of passage yeah <laughs> And then, you know, when I was, like, well into my 20s, uh, I, you know, occasionally drank with my mom. And if that first time, it could be awkward, but then it was, like, whatever. Yeah, and then it just becomes normal. It's just all like, oh, hello, ma- I almost said ma'am, mom. <laughs> hello, mom. <laughs> hello, ma'am, mom. What a weird family dynamic. <laughs> you call your mom ma'am. <laughs> ma'am? Ma'am? I need Ma'am, I need can I check your food? bag? <laughs> <laughs> She's stealing something. <laughs> oh, that's She's stealing perfect. booze. <laughs> no. Full circle. Um, all right, so <laughs> yes, uh, good catch up. Good. Just like last night for the week. Since your history, yes. uh, Why don't you take it away, sir? Okay, sounds good. My history for the week is uh, someone named Hanny Shaft. Um, huh? Hanny Shaft. Oh, I thought you said Handy Shaft. I was like. So many puns. <laughs> so many puns. No, History of Porn was last week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. So Got a real boom with that episode, yeah, too, guys. Again, yeah. sex sells. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, basically, again, like we said before, mine's going to be a, lot, a little bit lighter because there's not too much on this person. She was a resistance fighter against Nazis, which was super cool. Oh. So, uh, Hanny was born in Harlem in 1920, which is the capital of North Holland. Uh, oh, she, oh, I thought you meant Harlem, New York. No. <laughs> no. You need, okay. Thank you. Oh, yeah. She she traveled many. Uh, she loved jazz. <laughs> but uh, she grew up in a very protective family since, you know, they lost her older sister a long time ago to a sickness, I believe. And so her parents you know were very... Sickness? I don't know. But her parents were very, very protective of her family and they wanted her to be, you know, just go with the flow of things, you know, don't cause any waves and just do you don't get killed was pretty don't much don't make waves yes just do it you know go to school and get a job all that stuff and but from an early age well she was, also i was making a reference to the movie don't make waves with sharon tate you're so old i'm okay not, okay sharon tate sharon tate was a, what <laughs> Yes, so many people. Whatever the boomers know what I'm talking about. All the boomers who listen to podcasts, which is all five of them. Shout out! All five of them know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) So, uh, at a very young age, she loved politics, was super into social justice and equality and activism of all sorts. 
And so she loved to debate politics. And uh, so with this sort of uh, love for politics, she pursued a career in law and became a human rights Okay, I'm sorry. It sounded like you said she pursued a queer in law. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Like a queer, just some... (laughs) She pursued some queer dude. (laughs) Just some, some, you know, just wafy paralegal. Oh my gosh. uh, Hey, (laughs) let me show you how to file some shit, girl. (laughs) Uh, So, and she became a human rights lawyer. Or uh, was going to become a human rights lawyer. During her study, she befriended many Jewish students... And this made her incredibly passionate against Nazis. I mean, she was always probably passionate against Nazis, but this was the real like, like turning point. It. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So when Nazis started coming to power, uh, she started doing small resistance work at her college. When the Nazis uh, took over her area, they tried to make her sign. A lot of people in her college signed like, oh, yeah, you're going to conform to us and everything. She didn't sign it, along with 8% of people in her school. And she moved back in with her parents because she's like, fuck this. So... She started resistance works in very small ways. She would steal uh, ID cards for Jewish residents. She would also she also joined a council of resistance where she insisted to work with weapons because at first they're like, oh, we need couriers and like people to kind of like yeah. bring the other side messages and everything. She's like, fuck that, I want guns. Show me how to kill people. Oh, and this is how it gets. She became into a complete badass and was responsible for a lot of like assassinations with her expertise in these weapons so she was uh basically put in charge of some assassinations she sounds like a dutch b arthur don't b arthur was uh she was active in world war ii gotcha as well okay but she was she was dorothy she was dorothy in the golden girls no blossom i love your baby you, st- you don't know no i never watched the golden girls because i'm not te- i'm oh, not i'm not 50 it doesn't matter it does matter no it doesn't oh okay so have you watched leave it to beaver yes i have oh my god no i shouldn't even why would i even say that of course i fucking have because you're an old person oh I'm, my god dude but the I golden live- girls really i mean aren't you in your 20s 22. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, no, the girl girls were around that time when I was a baby. <laughs> you know, it's funny is I watched the Golden Girls was technically before my time, but I still didn't watch shows that were, I guess, technically of my time. I never watched Friends. Give two I shits. was watching Goosebumps. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so with this active, uh, activism, she began to speak German fluidly and she became just a straight up spy. So, and she became involved with uh, German soldiers. So she did not accept every job, every assassination job. There were some jobs where they're like, hey, okay, we need you to go and kidnap this Nazi's child. And then if if it goes wrong, you're going to have to kill the child. And wait, she's all like... Wait, hold on. Like, go kidnap Nazi youth or just some innocent bystander child of a Nazi? Yes. It's the second one. So, like, well, so a Nazi and then they're like, I don't know. all right... I mean, go kidnap you know this Nazi's kid so we can get information out of him and, and if it doesn't go if it goes wrong or they don't play ball you're gonna be in charge of killing this child and so Hanny was all like fuck that no it's too close to the Nazis it's it stoops so low and she's like I didn't want to be like them and she said that that's pretty much 
something that they would do. Yeah. And she didn't want to stoop down to that level, which I thought was very, very... Well, also, you're bringing kids into it, and it's like... And even if they were Nazi youth, they're still kids, they're brainwashed. Exactly. But, I mean, especially if they're not, like, already being indicted. If they're just, like, in their bedroom playing with a toy, and they don't even know the war's going on, like... Which, of course, they should. They would. But, I mean... But maybe not. I mean, if they're small... Like, what what the fuck does a kid do? Yeah, and Hanny's... Well, they, they wanted to use that for information, really. But... And it was not about that. Uh, awesome. And because she, she would, just didn't want to kill kids, too. Because <laughs> she just didn't want to. I like the way you said that. She just, you know, she just didn't want to. She didn't feel like killing kids. Yeah. You know, she just wasn't about it. She was know? about killing Nazis. You need to Girl, hire that guy. Nazis. I'm not that guy. So a lot of the times, so these assassinations, which she would have the target. So she would, like, basically find them at a bar, you know, talk them up a little bit. Because she wasn't, she wasn't, she was very attractive. She was young. Hey, wanna fuck me? Pretty much. She would seduce them, take them into her room, kill her, kill them, and leave. Total Sharon Stone. Yes. God damn it, are you kidding me? (laughs) What? In what world? Basic Instinct? When was that made? Tell me, what year? 92? Do you know what year I was born? 94. 95, correct. 95. How in the hell would a baby watch Basic Instincts on DVD? How? How would I remember? (laughs) You you know, it's not like the movie has not been in existence since then. You make references 95 and older, and then I would catch on. Anything below that, because you've been making Sharon Stone, Sharon Tate, the Golden Girls. All the Sharons. Everything that was before my time. (laughs) 95 and older. 95 and up. New rule. You know I'm going to take that as 95 years and older. <laughs> of course. Make sure that shit's antique. <laughs> so, uh, so like I said before, she would meet up uh, like with these Nazi men, seduce them, and kill them. <laughs> and so this was – she was such a – she actually landed herself on the Nazis' most wanted list. They didn't know her name, didn't know anything about her. But when she, they talked to people at the bar that was at the same bar she was when she was – seducing this man Mm -hmm. they would just refer to her as the girl with the red hair well plus also like she probably worked under aliases i assume oh yeah and also like she's meeting these guys at bars are probably half in the bag as it is so it's like it can make sense you're like well you don't know she got red hair and that's it that's all i know about her i i wanted to fuck her uh and uh yeah no absolutely that was me pretending to be drunk very bad job (laughs) but uh so she landed on uh Nazi's most wanted list, like I said before, and her name was the girl with the red hair, and uh, that was that was what they described her as. Yeah, and uh, so her friend one day that was a part of this resistance was captured by the Nazis, and apparently they said accidentally gave the name away of her name, which I don't know how that works, but uh, they gave like, oh yeah, the girl with the red hair, Hanny Shaft. With the Nazis knowing this information, they kidnapped her family, her parents. Took him to a concentration that camp. That were also still in Holland? Yeah. They, they took him, and they basically took him to a concentration camp. And uh, they basically said, we'll let, we'll let your parents go if you cease all your resistance work. And so she did. She res- ceased all of it. And they let the parents go. They didn't touch him. They didn't, like, kill him or anything. So naturally... I'm Hany- surprised the Nazis... Sorry. I'm surprised the Nazis weren't all like, we'll let your parents go if you turn yourself in. Right? So absolutely. No, absolutely. And, well, they wanted her just to cease all actions. Mm. And because they probably wanted to get her. But 
So when their parents were released, she's like, awesome. She just dyed her hair black and went back to assassinating people. Uh, <laughs> honestly, though, I mean, don't you think it would have been a smarter idea to dye her hair black before this whole thing started? Because honestly, the red is a very distinctive color. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Color. I mean, I, you know. But then how would she get the cool nickname, the girl with red hair, honestly? Exactly. She wouldn't have gotten <laughs> exactly. it and she would have been less distinctive. Some black hair girl. But, uh... Whoa. <laughs> so... Uh, she so she continued her resistance work, and so she would still do runs, and it wasn't all assassinations. At times, she would uh, distribute like illegal propaganda, I guess, in a, in a way that was like anti-Nazi. Mm-hmm. And so she was caught in the middle of that, and captured, and interrogated, and tortured, and just like how who do you work for? How who they are you? Her? Oh, you know, like the typical, <laughs> I guess. Oh, the typical. Oh, the you typical know. torture stuff. Oh, you know, just a night in juvie. You know, the typical. Hang you by your thumbs. <laughs> you know. Sit you on that pyramid triangle thing that splits you in two from the butthole. Oh. You know. All that medieval shit. All that Spanish Inquisition No, they would bullshit. cut her and, you know, all this shit. And so she would, uh, she didn't really talk until they saw the, the roots in her hair were red. And that's when they made the connection. They're like, oh, shit, this girl is still at it. Is still at it. And so they were like, all right, so we have to kill her. And so they did just that. And so they shot her at point blank range. And her last words was when they tried to shoot her at point blank range, I think they were trying to shoot her for her heart and they missed or something. And then she said, I shoot better than you. And they shot her in the head. That was her final words. Was just like, "Hey, what a shitty shot!" <laughs> and yeah, so she died in 1945 at the age of 24. Oh, 1945. When? Oh, that's right at the end. Oh yeah, no, right at the end. And then basically, when they went to the camps to kind of uh, when they went to this place to uh, when they took over when the good guys basically won, uh, they found all these men and just one woman, and that was her. That reminds me of Anne Frank because Anne Frank, like you, you found out later, like. Well, I found out later, like, after I read the diary of Anne Frank when I was in elementary school, because that's an elementary school book, apparently. Yes. Um, and that uh, she, I believe Anne Frank died two weeks before her camp was liberated. I believe it was oh. two weeks. But can you imagine? She died two weeks. Yep. Uh, you know, and the only member of her family that survived was her father. Everybody else died. Shit. Oh. That's heartbreaking. God damn it. But... But yeah, so pretty much the same thing kind of happened with this one. Like, it was done, and she was still dead, and it was just a couple days. Mm. I know. It was right there, but unfortunately, uh, she was still, like, uh, recognized as a resistance member. There was a statue made of her, and yeah, it was, so she definitely, she was well known for for a little bit, and then I think for a little bit, she just kind of disappeared off the, the history books, I guess. Hmm. But yeah, well, that's, well, also, I feel like she possibly has very much disappeared from the books, not just because it was such a short-lived you know, life star. experience, but also because she's a woman. Yeah. And, you know, I, I actually was talking about this uh, at, at my new job with a new coworker of mine. Uh, after work, we were having a beer, and I was talking about how, like, oh, yeah, no, uh, history is completely not just whitewashed. It's also male-washed. You know, there are plenty of women that are just as much the reason that we even take it back to the American Revolution, why we run the American Revolution. And yet, you know, people always talk about, you know, people talk about Betsy Ross and Abigail Adams, sure, but, 
And you know, they There's definitely so made significant contribution contribution, sure. But yeah. I mean, even more than those women. And I feel like those women were only mentioned because they were the wives. They filled those appropriate roles while also doing patriotic work. Yeah. And they were also specifically the husbands of, or the, the wives of already prominent men. You know, John Adams, the third president. Exactly. And then Betsy Ross's husband, who who's whoever the fuck, I can't remember. Yeah. But, so that's how come they got noted. But there's women who were like spies and oh, yeah. they were responsible for saving literally thousands of men exactly. on the American side when we were still organizing and trying to get our shit together. Exactly. So, I mean... It, it, it totally makes sense that Hattie, Hattie, Hanny, Hanny. Oh God damn it, uh, Hanny. It totally makes sense that Hanny has been like erased yeah. because like, you put her being a woman on top of, you know, you know, boom, boom, she's done and gone. Yeah, twenty four years. You know, well, goodbye. You know, take care. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll make a Netflix special about it later. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> no, very true. Well, I mean, which is guess is better than nothing. I would I mean, like to say Netflix special of this this girl. I would be like yeah. fucking phenomenal. That would be. It would be intense, and ah, oh, I would love it. But yeah, and one thing that I liked about it too was like it was very uh, like no. I'm sure everyone really underestimated her. No one would really believe that this girl was. That's why well, it was so I easy clearly... for her to carry out these assassinations. She was able to get so close to these targets, and just kind of use her feminine wiles to just be like, hey, and then bam, you're dead. And then just leave into the night. It was, it was, it was cool, man. Like I, <laughs> that is yeah. Badass. She sounds like one badass bitch. She oh, sounds yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, she's a real hero. Absolutely, she's a true heroine. Um, but yeah, that is my history. That's awesome. Short but sweet. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. You know, at least her parents live well past the war. Yeah. Oh, that's gotta suck. Absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> well, on to mystery, Woo. and uh, my mystery, which is going to be rather short as well, but, you know, also because of a lack of information as well as, you know, it's also kind of an unknown. It's a mystery. Uh, well, also unknown because it's not as reported on as, like, your topic. Yeah. Not as reported on as it should be, even compared to other situations of similar things. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, I'm going to stop being cryptic, and my tell you, my topic is Dighton Rock. Dighton Rock. And that's Dighton D-I-G-H-T-O-N. That's an interesting way to spell it. All right. Oh, well, it's New England. Ah. Um, so, Dighton Rock, basically, is a 40-ton boulder originally located, uh, well, originally found. It, uh, basically, they think that this rock ended up uh, where it was before it was moved by man from the melting of the glaciers from the last ice age. Got it. Um, and so, it ended up in the bed of a river okay. that was mostly covered by water during high tide and then during low tide completely revealed and it's 40 ton boulder uh in the riverbed of the taunton river at berkeley in massachusetts massachusetts not california okay uh formerly part of the town of dighton uh the rock is noted for its petroglyphs which i've never heard that word i always know hieroglyphics like egypt what is petro petroglyphs basically it's like hieroglyphics but in a rock you know, it's not in a man-made structure. Gotcha, I guess. gotcha. That's, that is my assumption. Okay. I did not look up the difference, but I assume... <laughs> yeah. Because to me, the glaring difference is that, you know... Rock. That a random rock, one was a structure. Exactly. Anyway. Okay. So, the rock is noted for its petroglyphs, primarily lines, geometric shapes, and schematic drawings of people, along with writing both uh, verified and not. Okay. Uh, carved designs of ancient and uncertain origin and the controversy about their creators 
as well has arisen uh, because we don't we have not been able to tie these petroglyphs these carvings uh to anything to any known language okay or oh, wow. any uh known dead language i Ooh. guess you know like latin or whatever yeah so it's just it's we just don't know shapes and yeah lines. and the symbols are odd too it, there's no there's like it's patterned but not like there are sections of it that are in a pattern but you put all the sections to get you look at the whole rock together and none of it goes together oh. at least not to me it, it's odd um and it's got six sides uh, it was uh, in 1963, finally, uh, during construction at a uh, coffer dam, state officials removed the rock from the riverbed and installed it uh, in a glass encasement in a park. And then eventually they built a museum around the glass around case. It. No way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a, a small kind of six or eight sided building. I would building. totally go see the museum. That's oh, really yeah. awesome. And also, it's kind of an obscure rock. I really had to kind of search for this mystery on online because you know there's other. I mean, like Stonehenge and other. Oh yeah, there's so many stones and, out there. Yeah, that, like, East no Island. And, but I'd never heard of this one, Me and either. this is was been this has been a mystery since 1680. But yeah. I'll get to that. So, uh, Dighton. It was. Uh, Established in the nearby park, Dighton Rock State Park, in 1980, it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places, a.k.a. NRHP. Um, the boulder has uh, the form of a slanted six-sided block, approximately five feet tall. Okay. So pretty tall, nine and a half feet wide, and 11 feet long. Damn. It's a big rock. Yeah. It's a boulder. It's a proper boulder. Okay. It is gray-brownish uh, crystalline sandstone of medium to coarse texture, and a lot of that texturing is over because it spent so many like centuries in the water. So that rushing water over there, wow. you know, we don't. I tend to think, and I didn't read much about this, but I want to know. And just looking at pictures of the rock today, you know, what did it look like when it was originally found in 1680? Yeah, because these petroglyphs. They there are recordings and illustrations by different people throughout the centuries uh, of these petroglyphs, and they're all different. Now, there's a whole slew of them that are very, very similar, and you could tell that basically it was just each person's different style of okay. the same illustration. So these, even though they're not identical or match perfectly, like you can see that it's the same thing on Absolutely. the rock. So yeah. it's like, okay, so these all these, these pretty all, much match. It's exactly. fine. Exactly. But then the first couple, literally the first couple from like 1680, 1690, and 1712, I believe, uh, they actually looked similar to each other in a way. But those three alone were completely different. And not just completely different in the sense that they were bolder or... Like, the shapes were different. And it was a com it, it was just completely different. Wow. Yeah. I I don't know. I wonder what we happened. Don't know. Yeah. We don't know. That's another part of the mystery. The mystery is we don't know what it is or what it means. We have theories, but that's it. And then also, what does this change somewhere in the in early the, 1700s? Yeah, to change the size and shape. Yeah. And it's odd. So, uh, like I said, in 1680, the English colonist Reverend John Danforth made a drawing of the petroglyphs. This was the first one, uh, which had been preserved in the British Museum, which is still in the British Museum to this day. Gotcha. Um, and, and, yeah, okay, so, but like I said earlier, but this drawing conflicts with other newer accounts and, you know, even the petroglyphs that you see on the rock today. Okay. Uh, then there was... Uh, in 69, Reverend Cotton Mather uh, described the rock in his book, The Wonderful Works of God Commemorated. 
And also Cotton Mather himself, he believed that when he first saw it, that it was probably the work of Satanists that got to that area of the country before the Puritans. Oh, wow, Satanists. Yeah, because he, because according to him, it, quote, had an undesirable feel about it. I'm like, maybe you just... Maybe you're just creeped your yourself out because yeah. you went out there with a flashlight and, you know, in the <laughs> back middle of the, the day, night. Yeah. yeah. Um, with your torch. With your torch. Yeah, just, you know, creepy vibes. Man. Absolutely. You know? You come across a rock that has all this weird writing on it. And, and your you're first in this strange land of America. Like, it's Naturally. Six, also, it's 1690 in America. So it's everyone's super religious, odd. too. Yeah. And it's, plus, it's foreign to you. You don't know. And mm-hmm. yeah, I could just. I could see him going for that back then with that kind of mentality, those people. But today, it's just like, really? It's just, yeah. Plus, did those kind of Satanists, were those kinds of Satanists really a thing before? Parents? I don't think, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't pretend to know. I don't but think so. It just doesn't jump in my head. But he said in his book, among the other curiosities of New England, one is that of a mighty rock on a perpendicular side where whereof by a river which at high tide covers part of it there are very deeply engraved no man alive knows how or when about half a score lines uh near ten foot long and a foot and a half broad filled with strange characters which would suggest as odd thoughts about them that they were here before us as there are odd shapes in that elaborate monument Mm. so yeah basically we don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> so during the 19th century, many popular publications and public figures mentioned the rock. The satirist James Russell Lowell suggested that it should be mentioned by presidential candidates in letters to newspapers. Which I'm like, why? Why, why? Wait, why? Maybe you're like, all right, first thing on this debate, let's talk about this weird rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh Uh, Yeah, I didn't really understand that either. But in 1912, Edmund B. Delabar wrote that markings on the Dighton Rock suggest that Miguel Cortarial reached New England. And he was basically like a conqueror from like way back when. And he was like, he wanted to go out and basically try and create his own kingdom. He was very power hungry and all that stuff. Yeah. I guess, I, I assume he's like Cortez or something. Uh, Delabar stated that the markings were abbreviated Latin, and the message translated into English, which read as follows, I, Miguel Cortorial, 1511, in this place, by the will of God, I have become a chief of the Indians. Oh. Okay. So it, it kind of correlates to Cortorial's story, because he did go out, and he was known to be ambitious, and blah, 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 and, you know, he did whatever. But at the same time, we didn't know yeah. until this theory came about that it was New England that he went to, or, uh, yeah, there's lots of people that oh disagree gosh. with that, okay. too. So here are some other theories. Indigenous peoples of North America, okay. of course. I mean, yeah. to me, before I started reading more, I was like, well, obviously. I mean, Absolutely. They were the original peoples of this land, the like, OGs. it's theirs. Yeah. I mean, well, of course, they're going to be some, like... But, uh, uh, who were known to have inscribed inscribed petroglyphs as well into other rocks. You know, there's this other famous site in Vermont where Native Americans, it's been confirmed, they did do those petroglyphs. Okay. But, but this doesn't no, look but like there's no, This doesn't look like anything related to that. It doesn't look anything related to any Native art of that region. Yeah. Which is kind of disconcerting. And there's also no tribe that claims it. That is interesting. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, if that's a part of your history, and so much of it has already been annihilated, wouldn't you want that? Exactly. And nobody's claiming it? I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ancient Phoenicians proposed... This idea was ah, proposed in 1783 by Ezra Stiles uh, in his election sermon. Ah. Norse, maybe the Norse did it, proposed in 1837... Uh, by Carl, I, I, that's like that's same as 1783. You're just switching the numbers. 1837 and 1783. It's all the same numbers, just in a different order. What is happening? <laughs> uh, it relates to the Rock Man. Dyslexia. Ugh. By Carl Christian uh, Ramf and debunked by Jason Calavito. So they they figured out it wasn't them. Okay. Also, a really long time people thought it was Portuguese, and this idea was the one that was proposed in 1912 by Delabar. Uh, so they believe that they use the because that's where uh, Corte Real was from, and then another one was the Chinese. I, was, I thought you were going to say aliens, I'm like the story and, against aliens. Oh, we'll get there. Ah, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gavin Menzies in his 2002 book 1421, the year China discovered America, which is basically a book about how the Chinese actually discovered America before the Europeans. Okay, so then they they got there and carved that into the rock. But it's like, but no, they would also know but if that's people like, from Asia would, and then they would made it to. We were, we would also see made it to America before us anyway because it was people from Asia that crossed the land barrier to become Native American. And we would see some sort of so, signs that they had similar sort of patterns in their writing and stuff like that. We would see these symbols in their writing, in early writing for. You know what? Africa. It's all the Fertile Crescent. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, that's where it came from. Mystery solved. Came from. We did it. Right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you get the wacky theories. There's also uh, uh, oh, before I get onto the wackier shit, New England for a long time uh, thought it was Vikings specifically, and they really wanted it to be Vikings because, as part of the New England Protestant elite, they wanted it to be anybody but a Catholic, specifically Corderial or uh, Christopher Columbus. Ah, okay. Because it would be like ah, it's another us, fucking pride, thing. And, yeah. yeah, all that. But, you know, it's we don't think it's Vikings anymore, really. Now, Dighton Rock is also thought to be connected to the hauntings regarding uh, the Bridgewater Triangle, which is a 200-square-foot-mile area within southern Massachusetts. And Dighton Rock, and also where it was taken from and found, is it within that area. Oh. So... Wait, what's what's that area? Does people just go missing? Well, the Bridgewater Air, uh, Triangle is believed to be extremely haunted, and not just extremely haunted with like ghosts and orbs and stuff like that, but also other different types of paranormal Phenomena activity, that you just can't like aliens, aliens, poltergeists, yeah. uh, uh, Sasquatch. Ah, yeah, that, I love this. All different types of stuff. Uh, the, obviously, like the Thin Man and all that stuff. The Thin Man is it Thin Man or Tall Man or? I think you're thinking Slender Man. Slender Man, thank you. No, see, me saying Thin Man, that's another old person reference because that's the Thin Man series with uh, William Powell and Myrna Loy. What was this? The 30s. <laughs> well, actually, from the 30s through to the 50s. That was a long movie. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> nope, still, still yeah, back still in the day. No, still no, still but, no. Yeah, but people have presented like, oh, it's it was uh, demons, ghosts, or aliens. Well, I'm thinking it's Sasquatch. I know you think it's Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> no one gives them credit, you know. No one. No one. No one. Oh. We don't know where the Sasquatch people like how what sort of civilization they had before mm-hmm. everyone took over. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now, 
Now that we've discussed the theories, just to get a little bit about the details of the rock itself, specifically the depths of the inscriptions, because there's actually some, um, you know, controversy over this, too. Nothing matches up with this. Nothing. This is what makes it so interesting. Although, Mather, who I mentioned earlier, describes these as deeply cut and deep grooves into the rock in his statement, which was repeated to the till present day, uh, he, uh, oh, that's like a long excerpt of what he said. No, but plenty of records since then and observation of people today say that they're not that deep. Okay. Now, what I'm thinking is, is this is a huge boulder that's been submerged in a current of water for centuries. Eating away at it. Now, I, I'm not sure if that's long enough to like erode away as much rock as all that. But I mean, I'm sure it, some erosion. Happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, because they also describe, even by today, like, e- there are some spots where the grooves are deeper, but the way it's described by Mather, it's like everything it's is deeply, it's like a book, oh. you know? Yeah. Every single engraving is deep, they're all uniform, you know? Oh, okay. And it's not like that today. It's not, okay. But if you look at a picture of it, it looks like a rock that you would that would be near water. It's all smooth, and it kind of looks like wood, and oh. it has those lines going across oh it, my which gosh, is yeah. the water current. Yeah. You know. Do you have a picture up right now? Uh, yes. Sweet. I mean, I know. I mean, it'll be on our Facebook page once you You can't really see the grooving grooves from here, but you can see what I mean by, like, it looks oh, like it's Oh, absolutely. Water. Yeah. Huh. It's a big fucking rock. It is a big fucking rock. I mean, it's like almost as tall as us. Yeah. And it's wide. I mean, I don't think we could fit it in this room. I'm sure we... Yeah, no, we can. No, we could fit it in this room. Maybe not through the doorway. We would have to diagonally that bitch. Maybe not through the doorway. Well, we make a new doorway. Yeah. We We actually just take this wall out. With a sledgehammer. You know what? We're we're moving. Yeah, we're moving the rock in here. No, we're just moving into the rock's museum. (laughs) The rock already has a house. Wait, The Rock or Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Both. Ah, true. <laughs> I wouldn't want to move in with Dwayne. <gasps> what? Are you kidding me? I would love to live oh with The Rock. Oh my god, are you kidding me? He's so not my type. Oh my, but he's like a great individual. There's lots of great individuals. You wouldn't want to live with a great individual? I already live with a great individual. Oh, <gasps> I set that up for you, though. You're welcome. I'm straight oh, up. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, but I think more of the story is I would live with Dwayne The Rock Johnson moral of the story is I you would as long as you could sleep with him no I just said he wasn't my type so you would not sleep with Dwayne The Rock Johnson no not if he came to you right now went through the door and was like Ian I must have you now you would say no Dwayne not my type you would absolutely be like ah kind sure why not you would totally would. And you were, are lying if you say you wouldn't. Sorry. Thank you for playing. Okay, okay. So just because you got a hot boner for Dwayne The Rock Johnson doesn't mean... Every, everyone has one for him. That's not true. Okay, so you didn't answer my question. He's would not, you? No, if you came I, to the door right now and said, I must have you, you would I, say no. I would be like, sir, get out of my house. You're fucking lying. No, I'm not lying. He is not my type. He's why, Dwayne why does the Rock Johnson? He's so, everyone's type. Why? Why? Why is he everyone's type? Just is. It's how, how? it goes. That's that's the law. 
That's the law. Oh, well. Of every Fucking shoot me in the head like fucking Hanny Shaft. No. Aw. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, no, I did bring it down. <laughs> but that's basically my mystery. Like I okay. said, we're keeping it short. You know, we're at 42 minutes now. Oh, that's like, fine. That's 10 actually, minutes short. <laughs> it's, it's shorter than usual, but we kept it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of bullshit in the middle. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my mystery. Diet and wrong. And we still don't know to this day for sure. I don't think we ever will. Yeah. I want to say you Sasquatch, but that's just my thing. I... Because we go with aliens all the time. Yeah, that's true. We do go with aliens so all gonna, the time. Gonna... But on a realistic note, I really do think that... Who says I'm not being realistic? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're... I'm so disrespectful. <laughs> of my beliefs. You're... Oh, of I squatches. Fuck... Yeah, fuck me, right? God. Um, you gull. No, I think that either Native Americans... And the knowledge of that being part of Native American history has been lost because, you know, either over, record of it is gone or if it's, uh, uh, you know, the involved tribe with tribes that only have down. oral history, yeah. then it's gotten lost or forgotten, you know. Or uh, it very possibly is one of those groups that came over and came to America. Because there are, you know, we do know for a fact that other people from around the world came to America before Europeans Absolutely. in the 1400s, you know. We know for a fact that Vikings made it to America yeah. well, well before. So, um, and I don't necessarily believe it's Vikings, but I believe it could very possibly be either Native Americans or one of those foreign groups. Oh, that around that to, time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'd say so. Safe to say. Yeah, just to keep it boring and realistic. Uh, <laughs> but still a very in- interesting part of history. Yeah, definitely. And I just thought it was very interesting that this is uh, something we know so little about and something that is has been so famous for so long. Now because, it has its own museum. Because there's photo- you can find photographs of this rock throughout... Uh, the time throughout the history of photography, really, you know, since the early 1800s, and there's it's usually a man sitting or lying on it, yeah, you know, on his guy. elbow, like, hey, look at me on my rock, on this rock, on my petroglyphoid rock. They talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> they were from the south. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But all right, yeah. So that was this week's episode. Sorry, we skipped out on you last week, guys. But we're back. Yes, we didn't really go anywhere. We've yes. been busy. We've been busy, and as hell. Uh, we will figure out a new system. A uh, new system, yeah. Because before it was so easy, and now I know. with a different schedule, it's a lot difficult. A lot yeah, difficult. it's a lot more complicated. So we may even uh, change it to releasing another day of the week. We just yeah, don't know. Exactly. I mean, we might need to rework it, but we are definitely still here. Yes. We're here for you. You know, we'll give you more email us, porn episodes please. since you really liked that. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about doing one. I told you this yeah. yesterday. I'm thinking about doing one on gay porn now. Because yesterday, when I did the history of porn, it was all about just general porn, and most people, general most people identify as straight, straight porn, so yeah. most porn is straight porn. But Get I'm telling you, gay porn is a whole other fucking world. I mean, all other types of porn are their own little world. But, uh, okay, so just to be honest, like, I know about gay porn, uh, so it's just, I can tell you some ins and outs, bitch. Uh, <laughs> All right. So. But, uh, sweet. Uh, email us, follow us on Twitter, Follow Facebook. us on Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff All the like social that. medias. Yeah. Yeah. All the social medias. Send us an email. Please. please. Oh my God. Let us know what you think. We want to know what you think. Uh, tell us we suck. Tell us we're great. Tell us, uh... Tell us your horoscope. I don't care, really. Uh, skip the horoscope. I'm interested. Fine. <laughs> don't, 
Do it. But you have to. But you in the email be like, Jay, this is just for you, (laughs) and then I'll feel excluded. (laughs) I'll still read it. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening so much. Yeah. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.